Hey everyone, my name is Kent C. Dodds. I'm so excited to be launching this brand new podcast, The Remix Podcast. I've done I've done many podcasts and I've actually done a podcast with my friends here, Ryan and Michael. Um, we did React 30 back in the day. That was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're excited to launch this Remix Podcast. We're going to be talking about how you can make really excellent user experiences uh, for the web. And so for this trailer, this intro, uh, welcome to the Remix podcast episode. Uh, we're just going to do a short episode uh, where Ryan and Michael can kind of talk about why Remix exists. And and then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about why the Remix podcast exists. So take it away, friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call on Michael. <laughs> hey, sorry. I didn't know which one of us you wanted to speak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so uh, I love podcasts. I'm super excited that we have the, uh, an official podcast for Remix now. Um, Remix really is the result of uh, a lot of lot of years of experience and work, uh, both from you know Ryan's side and from my side, and then from a whole whole bunch of contributors uh, and people that we've talked to over the years with our React training business uh, and experience that we've had with React and building React Router. Uh, basically, you know, a lot of people wonder, oh, why Remix? You know, when there's a, there's a whole bunch of other stuff out there right now for, for building websites. And the, the really short story is that, you know, when we're building sites with React Router and we looked around, uh, you know, about a year ago when we started working on Remix and we didn't really see anything that allowed us to build the kinds of sites that we wanted to build with the kinds of performance characteristics that we were really after um, and with the kind of user experience that, that we're going for. Uh, we also saw a lot of people out there who were building sites with React Router, uh, which is a fairly unopinionated framework that just weren't really that great. Uh, some people were building really great sites with React Router and then other people needed some help. And so Remix is basically a way for us to be a little more opinionated about the right ways to build websites um, and wrap it all up and make it really, really easy for other people to take advantage of all of you know those that experience and and the learning that we've done and, and the research that we've done. So that's that's what Remix is in kind of a nutshell. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything to add to that? Like, what what is Remix to you? Like, why why do you care about working on Remix? Yeah, uh, a lot of it's what Michael's saying there at the end. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll log into my healthcare website or I'll do something for my kids' school or something. Log them in somewhere, and it's just like it's just kind of a rough experience. There's a lot of the web that's rough, and uh, I'd open up the Dev Tools and I'd see they were using React Router. And I would just sort of like cry a little tear to myself. <laughs> um, Dang it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, uh, and then also, like Michael said, there's, uh, uh, he and I have been partners for a long time. And uh, we've talked about some apps that we wanted to build. And uh, these apps have a lot of dynamic data. You need to read a lot of data. You need to write a lot of data, maybe millions of records of data. And uh, those kinds of constraints, um, you know, we, we, wanted, we wanted a framework that would allow us to have incredible performance characteristics, but also allow us to have those kinds of things, like just a ton of data, a lot of user data. And, um, and, and the tools of the day didn't quite match what we were wanting from them. And so we built Remix. 
Yeah, you know, the homepage um, for Remix tells a really great story about this, that like it, it all comes back down to the user experience. The, the experience of the user is they are uh, loading your site and using your site. And the thing that um, was frustrating me as I was building sites with um, other tools is I felt like um, we spent a lot of time optimi- or thinking about the loading state. We just like, we're, we've got to optimize this loading state. We've got to make the skeleton look beautiful. And um, switching over to Remix, I realized that uh, the best loading state is the one where, or, or the best skeleton is the one where it's the actual component rendering the actual data. <laughs> so no skeleton at all. <laughs> and and so if, if the reason that we bring in these skeletons is because maybe uh, we don't know what data we need until the component renders. And so we got to uh, wait until that component renders before we can show the real data. And so we've got to put something in place there. Or um, our, our back end is really slow. And so we've got to show something while we're getting our stuff from the back end. Otherwise, the user is just going to be sitting in a, a white screen for a long time. And and so I feel like with other tools that I've used, they, they opt or, or they try to solve these problems. Uh, whereas Remix is like, let's take a couple steps back and try to eliminate these problems. What if you could make it so your, your back end wasn't slow? or you can uh, put some caching in place so that it can be really fast? Um, or what if you don't uh, have to wait until the component renders before you know what data, or before you have the data for it to render, right? And that's that's what Remix did for me as I started using it for my projects, was um, that I, I wasn't worried about these problems that, that made me think about loading spinners and a um, less excellent user experience. Um, I was actually, th- those problems were just eliminated. I don't have to think about them. Yeah, Remix gives you a bunch of tools. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of my goal. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm thinking about Remix, designing an API or working in the code, I'm always trying to think, can I eliminate the skeleton screen? Can I eliminate the spinner altogether? Um, and that answer can't completely be done in the browser. You need, you need some good server instru- infrastructure as well. Uh, to be able to do that sometimes, um, but yeah, Remix has has a couple of features that are they're really great. Um, we know all the data before you render the next screen, which means we can prefetch everything. We can prefetch JavaScript modules, all the components you need to render, um, all the data for the next page, even in the nested layouts, and even CSS resources. And if and if you really want to, you could prefetch some images, though I don't recommend that. <laughs> um, you can you can prefetch all that stuff. So as soon as the user like hovers a link, um, or when a link comes into view or something like that, Remix knows enough to get everything in those three hundred milliseconds before they actually click it. So when they click it, it's instant. It's as though it was already there. Um, another another way that we can uh, get this kind of uh, user experience is uh, with something called progressive enhancement, or sorry, not progressive enhancement, optimistic UI. I got too many buzzwords in my head right now. Uh, <laughs> optimistic UI is when uh, you're sending data to the server, and you know that's going to take a little while. It might take a second. Um, but you don't actually have to wait for the server to respond because you already know what you sent, which means you might be able to already render what you want to render. So uh, imagine a little to-do app. You can have a little text field where you enter the to-do item and hit enter, and you know everything you're sending to the server right there in the browser. So you can just go ahead and add that new item right into your list and let Remix talk to the server in the back end. So Remix has a whole bunch of um, 
stuff that you don't even see happening uh, in your code, but Remix is doing a lot to make that communication with the server just seamless. And that uh, all, all that code inside a Remix allows it to give you the information like, hey, here's what I'm sending to the server right now. So then your application can pretty easily just you know put that to-do item right in the list. And if the server blows up, then it has nice error handling and stuff too, so you can give the, the user a good message. But you know, 99% of the time, if you validated the data, you send it off to the server, it's going to work. Um, so uh, not only can we eliminate a lot of loading states with prefetching, but we can also eliminate a lot of loading states with data mutations uh, with this idea of optimistic UI and, and Remix managing that, that conversation with the server. Yeah, that's excellent. I'd say a third way that we can do this is the backend side. Uh, where you get your app to the edge and your data to the edge. You want to talk about that a little bit, Michael? Yeah, 100%. So I think what we're seeing now in is that people are increasingly uh, moving towards the edge with infrastructure. So there's kind of this traditional way of building apps, which is that you have your origin server and it runs somewhere in... AWS, you know, US East, and and then you put a CDN in front of your origin server, and the CDN is something like Akamai or Cloudflare or Fastly, and you know you you take advantage of the CDN to try and deliver your pages more quickly, um, and that's a great architecture. There's it's I, there's a lot to recommend it. It's a great architecture and lots of sites have been built and, and are great websites that use this architecture. Um, but then what also happened, I think, in large part because of this architecture is um, there was a kind of this movement to just, you know, pre-render as much as possible and to kind of stick like, uh, you know, these kind of uh, empty HTML documents uh, in the CDN and serve those, and then as you know, f- f- like when the user logs in, then you would go and and you would actually fetch, you know, client side. You would fetch the data that you need to actually fill in the page. So whether it's the user session or something like that, and uh, you know, you would fetch it from your API. And the goal was get something as quickly to the user as possible, um, so that they're not staring at a blank screen, but we'll still have the the flexibility of you know, a server rendered app, except we're going to render the whole thing client side. Uh, and, and what we're seeing now is that people are actually just developing runtimes that can actually run at the edge. So Cloudflare workers can run at the edge and Dino Deploy can run your app, you know, right there at the edge. Uh, you, could, you could even run, you know, Node or Dino on, on a platform like fly.io. Uh, there's AWS is innovating with Lambda at edge. And, and basically what all these platforms are doing is they're taking the server and they're moving it out so it's very, very close to whoever, you know, to your user, to whoever's browsing your site. And I think what this architecture enables is a, a new kind of experience where we don't store, you know, empty HTML documents on CDNs and, and serve those and then serve a bunch of JavaScript to fill them in. But we can actually put rendering uh, right there on the edge as well. So, you know, the request can come in and we can detect, you know, the user's geolocation or fetch their session from a database. 
fetch some other data from a database that we need to render and return the page in you know well under a hundred milliseconds, uh, which is which is a, a a really impressive you know feat to have a fully server rendered app that just didn't happen in the olden days with origin. Uh, CDN architecture because your origin server could have been halfway across the world. But with edge architecture, uh, your origin server can be really, really close. Um, One of the interesting things as well that's happening from a technical perspective is a lot of these edge services are not Node.js, which is typically what, uh, what we've been running our apps on for the last 10 years. Uh, if you're writing your app in JavaScript and your server rendering React, for example, you've been running on Node.js. Uh, a lot of these uh, these platforms are, are, you know, like Cloudflare Workers is just V8 isolates. Uh, Dino Deploy is obviously a completely separate runtime, uh, and you know, so is uh, so. So anyway, there these servers are 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 uh, being written in these in these different runtimes, and and one of the things that I really really care about and that we really cared about with Remix was to make it so that we could run it natively uh, on all of these different runtimes. So Node is just one of the runtimes where we run, uh, but we also run our apps natively on Cloudflare Workers and on Dino uh, right at the edge. Um, And I think that's a trend that's only going to continue. Uh, There are going to be a lot more ways to run JavaScript than just Node. And Remix is positioned really, really well to take advantage of all of them. Um, and, And again, it's... That's the technical implementation, right? But the exciting thing is that you don't sacrifice the flexibility of having a server rendered app. Uh, uh, you know, you you get flexibility and performance uh, by rendering your app at the edge. Yeah, we've yeah. been uh, we've been doing some. Uh, we we already shipped to Cloudflare Workers. Um, we're in the middle of getting Dino deploy support, and we're rendering in nineteen milliseconds, like time to first byte, and the whole thing is done in like twenty milliseconds. Um, uh, one, one example, when Michael's talking about, um, you know, the flexibility that you get by actually being able to server render your app instead of pre-rendering a bunch of HTML and putting it on CDN is just think about dark mode. Just think about a user preference, right? You want to know, does this user want dark mode or not? Uh, the current strategy today is you give them light mode. Once the JavaScript hydrates, you read local storage, and then you flash the page into dark mode. Tons of websites do that. Slow down your network, go to almost any JavaScript libraries, documentation site, and that's what's going to happen. But if you're actually rendering at the edge, rendering on your server, um, you can just have that in a cookie. you know. And so now you actually server render with your class name on the HTML or, or, or load the right thing. So, so these, these things, um, they're not just technical implementations of us being like, oh, look, you can make that really fast. But like, rendering server rendering your app at the uh on this on the sorry i was about to say server rendering on the server (laughs) server rendering your app gives you the ability to do so many things to make a better user experience absolutely i and you know like that's what it always comes down to as well it's like it it, uh the the user experience and and i think that the problems that led us to client-side rendering and static site generation um the, the like we were in pursuit of a better user experience even then. Um, it's just that in in the interim, since those things started becoming popular, um, the problems that led us to those solutions 
are no longer problems because we have compute on the edge and yeah. we have data on the edge. That's right. Uh, yeah, data on the edge. That's I wanted to bring that up too. So, um, you know, if you talk about like, oh, we can move uh, app service to the edge, the question is, well, there's data. And this is why SSG kind of got really popular is uh, it's not really the rendering that's slow. It's getting the data to populate a page that can be slow. Uh, but we're seeing um, really great services where uh, we got like Postgres read replicas where it'll replicate out across the, the whole network of all your databases. So it puts your database right next to your user. Um, Cloudflare, uh, key value storage and durable objects. Uh, those things, they read as fast as a static file. Like if you put a static file on Cloudflare or you have uh, their key value storage or a durable object, that's just as fast as a static file. So not only are the servers at the edge, but our data can get to the edge too. And so now like anything's possible. Um, and what that means also is um, you can make your server fast. You can't make your user's network fast. So really the, the only thing that you can do is try to send less over the network. And by being able to server render, you can move a bunch of JavaScript code like markdown uh, parsing and date formatting and, and any, any libraries that you're using to generate that component, that stuff can move onto the server. And, uh, and then you're just sending less stuff over the network to the user. So, so many, so many ways when you have an actual server that you can make a better user experience. Absolutely. Sweet. Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and wrap up here. The, the last, uh, I just want to wrap up by giving people a reason to subscribe. <laughs> so you may be listening to this in a, a web browser and, or, or something. I want you to hit the subscribe button because this podcast is going to be a weekly podcast where we talk to experts in the industry about what uh, what types of um, user user experiences that we can build with the technology that we have today. So uh, it's hopefully like the the goal is that after every episode, you have some idea of something that you can try, something you can do to improve the user experience of what it is that you're building. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of the things that Remix offers can help you with that. Uh, so there will be, of course, a lot of things about Remix in each episode, but uh, it's going to be a really good time. So definitely give this a subscribe, give this a listen every week, um, because I think that this is going to help you build better user experiences for your apps. Anything to add, guys, before we wrap up? I would just say our slogan is build better websites. And sometimes we add on the end of that sometimes with Remix. And that's what this podcast is about, is just building better websites, sometimes with Remix. Exactly. All right, awesome. This has been good. Thanks, everybody. Oh, one other thing I wanted to add. This episode is a little bit shorter. Normally, episodes would be around a half an hour or so. So you can expect uh, a lot of really awesome stuff within that time. We uh, With React 30, when Michael Ryan and I uh, did that podcast, we used to say, we'll never waste more than a half hour of your time. <laughs> And so we'll, we'll carry that forward here <laughs> with this one. So that's it. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks. Bye. See you.